0: Hello, friend. Jason, your producer here, with a pair of quick programming notes in lieu of our usual previously on. After episode 14 posted, it was brought to our attention that we didn't let anyone know that Brad, who plays Dorn, the Gnome Druid, uh, we didn't let anyone know that he wasn't able to record, meaning that he wasn't in the episode. I apologize for that oversight, and I promise that he is back this week. Also, in both last week's short rest and in episode 14, I mentioned that this episode, number 15, would be our final story episode of the Deep Trouble arc, and that turned out to be a mistake as well. I'm not going to say anything else because spoilers, but suffice to say, we will have a little bit more adventure for you in the following weeks. So with that, I hope you enjoy this episode. They call it the City of Splendors, Crown of the North, and after venturing under the city to Skullport, we finally know who did it. We know who killed Grucken Axehaft. Now, we could just take that information to our client, collect our paycheck, and be done with it. But we want to know why, who ordered the hit, and why. So now, we're off to find out which threads we haven't tugged yet. The nobles call it the City of Splendors. To everyone else,
1: it's just water deep. Okay, so Celine, Gilly, and Max, uh, you all exit the entrance tunnel to the Undermountain. If you remember, the Countess and Doran have accompanied Shifty Algram. Brand new employee, Shifty Algram. Back to brand new employee, uh, back to the office. With all those benefits. Yep, to go over his benefits package, as well as um, a very in-depth background check. <laughs> um, detailing Shifty's rich backstory. Hashtag rich backstory uh and so um now you can decide or do you want to head back towards um the office do you want to stop and get some breakfast what are you what are you looking to do?
0: I think what we should do first is head back to the office and collect the countess and Doran that way we can all be as a group and going whatever we do next we do as the entire group rather than split up
2: yeah, Gilly would agree with that. Uh, he's interested in seeing if Doran's got any more meat pies. Always.
3: <laughs> yeah. Celine wants to know what's up with that dwarf. Great. So she's in too. That sounds great. So you guys head back to the office. In the meantime,
4: uh, the Countess would have interrogated uh, Shifty to find out why those um, ruffians were looking for him.
1: He tells you a very long story. In tremendous detail <laughs> about how he owes them eight copper pieces. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Um, and does the countess get uh, any sort of feeling that Shifty is lives up to his name? He go ahead and roll an
1: insight check.
4: Uh, that is a 19 plus five, so 24.
1: He's definitely hiding something. Okay. You can ask Shifty two more questions. The the problem is he goes into such detail. He's like me. When he's describing something, he's he describes it the way I do, and so like a very short story turns into a thirty minute Odyssey <laughs> of
5: nonsense.
1: Doran will ask if he likes meat pies. <laughs> <laughs> He tells you the story of his first meat pie, the first meat pie he ever had, uh, and how he found a tooth in it. And so, no, he does not care for meat pies, but that story takes another 20 minutes for him to tell.
4: I think the Countess is going to... She's not very good at intimidating, but my dear, I think that you're withholding some information. If you're to be an employee here, you need to be fully truthful with us. I'm not going to ask you another question quite yet, but I should let you know that I'm quite capable of withdrawing this information from you.
1: Roll an intimidation check.
4: (laughs) Oh, this is amazing. I rolled a two. (laughs) I got three.
1: (laughs) So I want you to imagine. The way that you would look if, like, a little labradoodle puppy was, like, growling at you and, like, trying to menace you.
3: Quick, Doran, turn into a labradoodle.
1: <laughs> I'll help. That's about that. He's like, oh, that's
3: adorable.
1: But he says it with his expressive dwarven face and not with actual words
4: right so uh then she would like to cast charm person okay so she's going to take in his expression realize that she's not very intimidating um which isn't news to her um and then sort of reflect his expression and it might be very creepy to him because he's like oh and then she's gonna be like aww. Aww, (laughs) Aw,
5: I do. Doran's just looking back and forth at them like...
0: (laughs) 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 What's going on? (laughs) Yes.
3: (laughs) The actions speak louder than the words for the Countess. That's really where it's at. What is your save, DC?
4: Uh, It is... uh... Wisdom thirteen.
3: Come on, Shifty,
4: roll low.
0: (laughs) He resists.
4: Damn it all! (laughs) No.
0: Why do I get the feeling that Fletch just doesn't want to talk to talk about Shifty anymore?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I am ready to talk about Shifty if you guys want to talk about Shifty. <laughs> I've got pages on Shifty if you guys want to talk about Shifty. I'm thinking Shifty is going to be... Rich backstory. Yeah, the su- yeah exactly. He's going to be the subject of our next short rest. And that was
0: the episode. <laughs> oh, man. I Hey, I am into it. I am into an in-character short rest with Max and Shifty Shooting the breeze and Max, yes. in-
3: interviewing Shifty. That's gross. yeah. This is happening. <laughs> yeah.
1: this is happening for sure.
4: Uh, she's gonna message Doran and say, "Well, he's rather a hard nut to crack. I, but I feel rather uneasy about allowing someone into our little group if um, he has some outstanding history that he's not willing to disclose."
5: Hmm, yeah, we don't need a near duel.
4: Indeed, I don't suppose you have any means of extracting information from this fellow.
5: Well, I can turn into a giant bear. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, I can just picture it—the most likely dwarf predator, a bear
0: the countess is like charm and Shifty's like shrug and countess is like Doran and Doran's like
2: bear
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've just got one more question for you <laughs> how do you like
3: bears mm. oh yeah perfect <laughs>
1: You guys get back and you're like, where'd Shifty go? And what's that smell? (laughs) Funny story. Doran turned into a bear and Shifty crapped his pants. Might get a bonus to my intimidation check. (laughs) Yes. All right, Doran will
5: roll his sleeves up, stand up off his seat, rolling his sleeves up. He'll look him square in the face and go, all right, friend, you're going to talk. And then
2: he turns into a giant black bear. Yeah, you don't want to mess with that because, you know, it's not the claws of the teeth that are going to get you, let me just say.
1: Wait, what is it? If it's not the claws and the teeth, what is it? You know, uh, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. <laughs> All right, Brad, your intimidation check. You can make it with advantage because you are a bear.
5: Yeah. My intimidation check is also famously low. 18.
1: Yes. 18 is pretty good shifty does appear to be intimidated but he also he's like not sure what you want him to talk about
4: the countess will will uh, step in at this point and say out with it
1: shifty says he he's looking so he's he, he looks back and forth between the bear and the countess and he says uh, he says look I I I uh, I don't have to be here, like I, like your 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 friends offered me this job. Oh yes, I'm, I'm quite aware of that. But
4: you see, I'm here to ensure that you're not going to cause us any trouble. Oh! oh, I won't. If you would like to work for our organization, you must. Well, I mean, we must all trust each other, and. If you, if you should like I should um, I should be very happy to pay your debt However, we do need to know
1: all eight copper pieces absolutely I am quite generous. He seems enthused he rubs his he, he rubs his hands together like he just hit the jackpot
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite generous to um, those who are close to me. However, trust is... Paramount to what we do, and if you're hiding something, how ever can we trust you?
1: He says, uh, "I'm not. I'm not hiding anything." Oh,
4: my dear, I can read it as plain as day. I may not have have the intimidation uh, factor that my my companion here does. Rawr. However, I can read you quite like a book. <laughs> I'm quite literate when it comes to that sort of thing.
1: He sits down in in like the ratty the ratty couch. And he he puts his face down in his hands and he's like, "You're right, ah, you're right." Of course I am. I can't run from this no more. It's twelve copper pieces. <laughs> oh God, it's it's
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's twelve. It's
1: twelve of oh, my them,
4: dear. Well, that's that's quite a bit more. But um, she's trying to to you know sort of hold back the the laugh a little bit because she knows that it's. It's a big deal for him, um, so she goes over to the cupboard to sort of cover up the fact that she finds it humorous, um, and she she pours she pours everyone some some um, of her alcohol and hands it around and says, "My dear, as I said, quite quite generous with um, those who are closest to me, and twelve copper pieces. While that might might seem rather steep, I I can assure you that." I can cover that for you, my dear. Here, take a sip of that. And, and she takes a sip, too. Um, and that's the end of her in- interrogation, I think. Um,
2: he, he, takes the, he takes the tea and he sips it, both hands on the cup. Is it because your, your legs are kind of short and stubby? Is that why you can't run from it? <laughs> <laughs> you to start laughing as a bear, which is probably terrifying. <laughs> what what does that sound like? Uh, rah, rah, rah,
3: rah, rah Probably something like that, <laughs> or a lot of grunts. And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
5: uh, <laughs> he starts rolling on his back, laughing as the bear, and turns back into himself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Twelve copper. <laughs> uh, don't, don't
4: mind him. He's uh he's had a bit um you know to um. To drink already, and she sort of looks over at Doran rolling on the floor. He's Just slapping his knee,
5: laughing.
1: <laughs> it's at this moment that uh, Max, Celine, and Gilly enter the office, <laughs> uh, looking much the worse for wear. They've been in a uh, uh, a scrap, a throwdown. My, you look like you've been in a row.
2: A row. <laughs> What 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 wait what what's going on here? Let's not let, the focus should be on what's going on here, not what's going on with us.
3: Oh, we simply did a background check, that's all. Celine is going to like stumble in a little bit and just be like so much fun. <laughs> 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 She's uh, the, the
4: Countess will hand Selene the, uh, the tea that she was going to give Doran, uh, who is now rolling on the floor laughing. <laughs> She'll grab it
3: Why, thank you, Countess. What a great welcome back. What did you find out? Well, we ran into the Kalashite boys, and they didn't have a lot of information on what's been going on. It sounds like they're kind of at the bottom of the totem pole, and they're not really working on anything other than moving their goods. Yeah,
2: they're definitely not our people. I mean, they're good people in a way, but they're not our
3: people. They're not
2: the people we're looking for.
0: Um, more importantly, uh, what did you guys find out from the drow inside the bar? It seems that Nock,
4: um, well, he got what he deserved. We discovered that he was
3: actually the culprit behind uh, Grocken's demise. Well, it seems that Nock took a contract without the Plague rats knowing, and Grucken was his target. And once the Plague rats found out, they were less than pleased by the outcome.
0: Do we know who gave the contract to the now-deceased Nock?
3: We do not.
5: Doran's wiping his eyes, clearing the tears out of him.
3: Huh. Oh, Twelve copper!
5: You know,
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> you know those uh, thrice tusk guys. Uh, well, they came after us as soon as we got close.
4: Yes, precisely. Well, it came after you guys. And they are—they do seem to be the last—the
3: um, last piece of this puzzle. It's true. And if you remember, they were after Triess. Mm, yes. I say we've got some interrogations on our hands. Yes.
2: Ruh-roh. What, What? Um, melt them again?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the, can-
4: the Countess is like, perhaps we could come at it in a different way.
3: <laughs> um, deception?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, if it serves the purpose. We could do with less meltings. Frederick did give us um,
4: that little bit of paper to get us in touch with them. Perhaps we could oh, yeah. hire their services for one thing or another, and um, and get some information from them. Our specialty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, my dear.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Should we go uh, pay this Emery a visit? I think that they probably already know about a goblin detective that's on their tail. Um, but a noble going
2: might be a little more discreet. Well, also, you know, you can, you know, disguise yourself. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure that Celine can help out with that.
3: I can indeed.
1: In my head, they're just going to paint Max, like, human skin (laughs) color.
0: Giant goblin ears.
3: I was actually picturing, like, a
4: Goldilocks wig on Max.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: just a little halfling girl. Giant oversized lollipop. Don't mind me. Yes.
3: (laughs) I was thinking we should do, like, the... The big trench coat with the three of them stacked.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Put Gilly on top. <laughs> I'll stand on yeah. Doran's
1: shoulders. <laughs> How did we get all the way to this episode before we made that
2: choke? We've been avoiding it. <laughs> so, so it's like it's like an adventure they wrote cake and I'm the cake topper. <laughs> exactly. Yes.
4: The Countess is what about if it was a dress? <laughs>
0: Three small sized creatures in a dress.
5: If the dress is big enough, you can fit a lot underneath there oh, too. Oh
0: my god. My ears folded forward will look like very pointy <laughs>
2: We could do, oh god! We could we could do we could we could you know do a
3: centaur. into I mean,
2: it'd be a really tiny centaur, <laughs> little baby centaur. It'd be yeah, it'd be more like a it'd be more like a barrier. They're, they're smaller.
1: People just like screaming, kids crying as you're walking down the street, <laughs> legs akimbo, just.
4: Uh. I think that we ought to bring this back to our client, Odra. I think that it would be in our best interest to bring her along when we have this discussion with Emre. Somehow get her into the scene uh, undetected so that she can overhear whatever it is that he may say. And if he happens to confess, it should be captured by her um as we're unable to do so otherwise oh you know what we could do
0: we could make it happen in a public place
4: yes absolutely the more the more people the the easier it would be for us to to have her hidden i think
2: agreed we just had to monitor like the ingress and egress to make sure that you know if people uh if things go sour you know that that we kind of have that covered i love egrets they're beautiful birds
4: (laughs) oh my dear perhaps we ought to um we ought to bring shifty along with us he seems like he understands um dark accesses and and that sort of
0: thing shifty he gives a shrug come on shifty you're worth
4: your weight in copper aren't you
0: 12 copper.
4: (laughs) Does
3: Doran start laughing again?
1: (laughs) He's trying to hold it in. (laughs) He almost laughs at his own joke.
3: Celine looks down at him and like, uh, buddy, I think it's a little more than 12 copper.
1: No, 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 no. It's 12.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's, um, let's pack our things and go then, shall we?
1: Okay, so, um... When Odra hired you, she left her her address and, and sort of where you could find her on a, a slip of paper for you to contact her. And you, as you approach her estate, you, you're almost overwhelmed by sort of the opulence of it. Except for the Countess, of course. Except for the Countess, <laughs> of horse. This is
3: mediocre at best. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's very reminiscent of Frederick's estate uh, but much more lived in and much more um, this is this is new wealth you know how people always talk about old wealth and new wealth like Frederick was old wealth trying to appear richer these are people that came across a massive amount of wealth and seem to be enjoying the heck out of it like if you know someone in a in a uh, mobile home wins the lottery and buys a house in Martha's Martha's vineyard. That's sort of kind of what you're looking at here. These are people that lived a very hard life and then came across a massive amount of money.
4: Oh, it's rather quaint, isn't it? The countess says as she looks around at
2: the estate. I would say that this is kind of swanky. that's the word you, is that what quaint means to? Yeah, this looks uh, re- <laughs> real, real nice. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs>
1: that's such a perfect gilly line
4: you just see the countess her her lips just go into a straight line she doesn't want to say anything to insult anyone
2: the countess has come so far (laughs) (laughs) so far
0: yeah yeah for sure Max will lead the group up to uh, either the gate or the door which however far we can get before we are stopped by someone
1: so you're at the gates now and there are some there are some um, Luskin guards out front. There's also a sign that reads Beware Guard Raptors and they kind of give you the once over as you're approaching, as you get close, the, the lead one kind of looks down at Max and goes, You that goblin detective. Uh what well, gave it away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said you had jokes. He open he just opens the gate and like shoots a thumb over his shoulder to to motion you in. Uh, th- thanks.
4: Are these uh, are these little guard
3: raptors anywhere on on the premises?
1: No, you haven't seen them.
3: Selena's gonna take out her little piece of flesh, and just leave little drops of it. She's gonna tear it apart, and like make a little trail on the way in,
1: <laughs> like a nightmare Hansel and Griddle scenario.
3: Uh huh. Oh gosh. <laughs> Does the Countess know
4: if Doran uh, needs to see a creature in order like can he turn into a raptor if he, if he sees a raptor? It's up to the
5: DM. Also Doran gives Celine the sidiest side eye. <laughs> what is she doing?
3: <laughs>
5: Doesn't say anything.
3: Don't judge me I want a friend. <laughs>
1: yeah you, you would have to see it Brad. Um, and I think the countess would know that. She's pretty cultured. I think she'd be aware of, of uh your basic druid business.
4: So she's gonna she's gonna excitedly message him and say, Oh, wouldn't it be loads of fun if you could if you could turn into a raptor? He
5: just kinda messages back like Woo
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> He forgets about that side eye. Now he's excited.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: I wish Celine was a part of this because I want to be like. But be careful of those meat pies. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what they're made out of. Oh
1: yeah. Oh, what a terrible <laughs> end to Dorian that would be. No. i had to eat myself. Turned into the meat pies. Turned into the meat pies he loves so much. <laughs> the most delicious
4: ending. Just
2: one little claw, like coming out of the pie. The
4: countess is just gonna say, "Well, well, we should, we should try to, um, we should try to get one out."
0: just so you could see it. Max is going to look at the, the guards and say, Hey, um, I've always wanted to see a dinosaur. Uh,
1: can we see the
0: dinosaurs?
1: <laughs> the guard says, uh, he goes, this look like a petting zoo. It could. He very pointedly ignores you. <laughs> All right,
0: fine. I'll ask your boss. <laughs> And then walks away. The
4: cat yeah, the countess huffs as well. Just like, well, I never.
0: That's rather rude. You guys have dinosaurs on the property, and you won't let us see them.
5: Doran looks disappointed.
3: And Selene is still dropping little flesh drop droplets. Oh. The countess, the countess is going to dig deeper and
4: say, "Other, you know, it's it's a poor showing of of." of New wells that they won't show um, the most interesting things that they have. It's poof, This wouldn't happen at my estate,
0: certainly not. Max will jump in with Just turn. I mean, on your part, not on Odra's part. And he's gonna point directly at the guard that's <laughs> directly at the guard that's ignoring them and be like, "Yes, your fault." Absolutely. What's
2: your name? You ask the guard what his name is. Yeah, guard. Yeah, what's your name, Guard? Absolutely,
4: what is your name? I should like to bring this up because you're, you're treating. You're, do you
1: know who I am? Oh my god, you guys are the absolute worst. <laughs> yes. oh <my> god.
4: <laughs> you are the one who put a sign that said raptors are on the premises.
3: You didn't give me my little squishy. I wanted a squishy, and now I want a dinosaur. <laughs> More importantly, I want I want Doran to be able to
4: become a dinosaur.
5: You wouldn't see Doran much anymore.
3: Just, he just disappears. He's a dinosaur now. He's just
5: a dinosaur all the time.
3: It'd be
4: like in Aliens, where that, uh, in the, in the uh, um, ducks, you would just
1: hear... The shadows of Doran, yes. Yeah, yeah. Little skittering sounds. Shadows like disappearing across the walls. Where'd the meat pies go? Doran! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, the guard gives the kind of long-suffering sigh that, like, a dungeon master would give after being tormented for <laughs> several months about the names and backstories of various nonsense so characters that are introduced on a whim and not intended to be deeper parts of the story to be explored by the players at length. <laughs> And he huffs over to the guardhouse and he opens up the door and he comes out with like a little baby raptor like in his hands and it's like the cutest thing. Like its legs and arms are up in the air and it's got a big like dinosaur smile on its face. And as he's like, here.
2: And he goes, Shh.
4: The countess makes about that noise too.
5: Doran's going to look at it very closely. Observe it from every angle. Does that count?
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, the guard gives Doran a look. He's like, What is your deal? I,
3: uh, um, <clears throat> I like animals. Selena's going to reach out with one of the little flesh pieces and see if it takes that...
1: it. <laughs> it doesn't. This one is a vegetarian. Yeah, Fletch. That's not how raptors work.
3: <laughs> what? That's not how raptors work. <laughs>
5: I can't turn into a vegetarian raptor
4: (laughs) Dorn stops uh, uh, examining this
1: one when he hears that right
2: turns his nose up vegetarian raptor is the name of my next album
1: (laughs) that'd be a good name And you'll regret not being able to turn into one when I introduce carrot elementals in the next campaign.
5: Ah, I should have taken it.
1: (laughs) He's like, good, and then he hucks it back into the guardhouse.
2: (laughs) Poor thing. Can I uh, wait? Is that does that count as a does that count as a missile?
1: (laughs) no he's
2: not he's not throwing it anywhere in your general vicinity oh of course not because he sees me and instantly knows that I might have monk-like abilities
1: (laughs) also like admittedly as cool as a like raptor would be as a ranged weapon he does know that you're there to visit his boss, and hurling a dinosaur at you is probably worse <laughs> etiquette
2: than not letting you see it in the first wait, place. Wait, but, but I have one question for you, Fletch. Why do you hate fun?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you guys have tormented it out of me.
5: I have raptor powers now.
1: Yes, Brad, you can turn into a raptor now. That eats vegetables.
4: The Countess just brushes off her hands and... and Tilts her head up and, and says, well, let's get on to business then, shall we?
3: The guard goes, finally. Celine tucks the rest of the flesh back in her pouch for now. Hey, hey
2: uh, Celine, <laughs> Where, where'd you get that from anyway? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like anything I'm used to seeing, you know.
3: Uh, it doesn't matter.
2: Like from the butcher shop.
3: Don't
1: worry about it.
3: <laughs> you know, I, I, I get some free time and you gotta, gotta fill it with something. <gasps> never mind. Don't worry about it.
2: It it, it really kind of starts to smell, you know, when you... (laughs) Max (laughs) dry heaves. (laughs)
3: Uh, Come on, you're a goblin. (laughs) I'm a goblin and that's gross. Okay, uh, so you get up to the
1: mansion doors um, and it's a, a great big house. You can tell it was sort of a classic Waterdavian estate, but um, now there's a strong Luskin influence, you know, where there are, like, columns kind of holding things up. Some of those columns have, you know, big ivory tusks kind of strapped to them, you know, spears laying
2: around and... and... So it's more of a Tuscan influence. Tuscan influence. (laughs) (laughs) Hanging
1: on the door... Uh, is a, a giant brass ring roughly the size of Doran. Who, who wants to do the Diana's? Max will reach up
0: and, and knock on the door.
1: You knock on the door and it you can tell that the door is so thick that your like tiny little goblin fist is not going to be heard in the house. Oh, I'm gonna use the the ring like the knocker, yeah. Yeah, the the big knocker. Okay, go ahead and roll a strength check.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, that is <laughs> eleven minus one, so that's a ten. <laughs> <laughs> you still
1: you managed to do it, but with considerable effort. <laughs> Can I get one of the uh, the the grown-ups to do, the bigger people, to do it? <laughs> <laughs> No, you get it. You like, it takes a minute and like everyone around you is sort of like, oh my God, do we help him or is this something that he has to do on his own? I can do it myself. (laughs) You knock on the door uh, and very briefly after it swings open and a butler is standing there and he sort of looks like every butler you've encountered so far in Waterdeep. And he he looks down at, at you and he says, oh, the goblin. Come in then.
0: Max is going to look up at him and say, Oh, the hired help. Ooh. <laughs> like it's a burn of some sort. Aren't you the hired help too? Oh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke dot JPEG. (laughs) That's the joke. Yeah. Uh, uh, So you enter and you're in this uh, very large kind of vaulted waiting room. um, And he motions you into a sitting room off to the side uh, with kind of um, a few lush couches, and then also some furniture that looks like it is out of Luskin long houses. You know, it's a lot more rustic and definitely doesn't look as comfortable. Fantasy Ikea. <laughs> it's from Bed Bath & Beyonders. Oh, wait, wait,
2: wait. Hold on. No, no. Better. Bed Bath & Beholders.
1: Ooh, there it is. Bed Bath & Beholders. Ooh, yes. Yes. Um, And then after, after a short rest, uh, Odra kind of enters the room with you know like a certain level of, of grace and poise and almost uh, threat and she's still holding you know she's got a, a spear in one hand and uh she immediately kind of sits in one of those uncomfortable luskin almost like throne like seats and uh just very matter of factly she says you have news uh we we
0: do we do hi um We've been working very hard. Here's what we have learned so far. There was a rogue element of the Plague Rats Assassin's Guild that broke away from the guild in an effort to start a war between the Luskins and the Plague Rats. Um, We have an idea of who hired this rogue element of the plague rats and uh, we want to see if we can enlist your help in
1: uh, getting their confession someone hired an assassin to kill my husband yes and who do you believe this man to be
0: we believe that it is uh, Emery the leader of the Thrice Tusk Brigade her, her eyes widen just a little bit. I would like to roll Insight at my earliest convenience, please.
1: Uh, go ahead and, and make that roll.
0: That's a 18 on the dice, so 21 total for Insight.
1: So this is a name that she's definitely heard before. And uh, she is very surprised to be hearing it in this context, that he might have hired someone to kill Grocken. Uh, she... She... Respond, she says, uh, no, it, it is not this man. Uh, Emery did not hire someone to kill Mike Grucken. Emery uh, has benefited greatly from our business.
4: The Countess will message Max um, and and say, well, this is rather, rather odd. Wasn't he our last lead? All I can think of is, is we never did speak to the sun, but I can't imagine... And Frederick is, I think he's rather too dense to
0: to have done something like this. Are we missing something? Max will respond. "Uh, You know, we never did follow up with Mons, Grucken's son. Uh, It it might be worth asking about.
4: Are there any portraits in this area (laughs) that include family members?
1: Yes. Yeah, there's a big portrait over the mantle of Grucken, Odra, and Mons.
4: All right. So the Countess will say, oh, is... I didn't realize that you were not only an entrepreneur and and quite a fierce woman, but also a mother.
1: She turns her, her head around to look at the painting and says, Yes, my, my son, Mons. Go ahead and roll insight checks. Uh, Fifteen. Um, There's a little bit of what you think is like disdain there.
4: Sons are often a bit of trouble, aren't they? So I'm told.
1: She says, uh, she says... Uh, Yes, they certainly can be.
5: Not in good terms, eh? What happened?
1: Very blunt little gnome.
5: (laughs) Well, that's his style, man.
4: The countess will just say, well, a fierce woman such as yourself, uh, it's probably all rather more than manageable, I'm sure.
1: Uh, She says, yes, but one might wish for a bit of fierceness from my son, too.
4: Oh, he isn't following the um, Luskin ways,
1: then, is he? She doesn't even respond, she just kind of sneers.
4: I don't mean to impose, but um, sometimes an outside perspective um, can shed some light.
1: She says, if you you wish.
4: I shouldn't want a wedge between you and your your kin, especially with your husband
1: now deceased. Uh, She sort of shrugs... And almost like res- resignedly, uh, and she says, uh, "I'll I'll send him down shortly." Before she 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 moves to go, but then kind of turns around and and she says, "The assassin, have you identified him?"
0: Uh, it was a drow named Nock. He's dead, real, real, real dead."
1: <laughs> yeah, the key, the Countess
4: side eyes both of you and and says, "Yes, we we took care of that matter as soon as we discovered." What that scoundrel had done.
1: She seems really pleased with this. Like some of the tension in her shoulders and neck kind of almost evaporates. This is this is valuable to me. But discover the 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 identity of the person who hired the assassin, and I'll make sure you are amply rewarded. She leaves, and then shortly after, Mons shows up. Um, everyone except the Countess will recognize him from his assistance on the docks. Uh, But now he sort of has like, kind of some bags under his eyes. He looks a little, uh, he looks a bit like Celine would look (laughs) in the mornings after a particularly uh, vigorous bender. You guys been hanging out? What's uh?
0: I was just showing
3: him the ropes.
1: Max will
0: ask, "Hey Mons, uh, we'd love to chat for a a few minutes, but I think it might be best if we." Maybe take a walk out to the grounds. Maybe you can show us one of your adult raptors. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
1: he he's like, yeah, whatever, sure. He he like he's kind of he's doing that the stereotypical like hungover thing where he's like trying to not look directly at the light. Um, and he he brings you out to the grounds, and there's a big building behind that says raptor stables.
5: <laughs> Doran will actually take him aside for a second and be like, excuse me, friend. You're not looking so good today.
1: He looks at you questioningly.
5: Uh, Doran will cast lesser restoration on him.
1: Oh, he feels much better. <laughs> That's a great move. Nice.
5: To gain his favor. Yes.
1: You're his friend now. <laughs> right,
5: Doran will bring him back. Give the party a little wink and a thumbs up. Hey, guys.
1: He uh, he rejoins the group with Doran, and he looks much better. How, how you been since the docks? He gives kind of a, a non-committal sort of, you know, uh, well, you know, my dad is, my dad is gone, so. Uh, what's been happening here? Mom has been raging. She's ready to go to war over this.
4: Well, she must have loved your father quite a good good deal he nods rather understandable I think Um, not everyone wants to go to war over such things it's perhaps a cultural thing he says
1: oh no they that's all she wanted the ship dad was building her my father commissioned uh, you know an incredible she was gonna captain the flagship of his fleet the sea wolf how do you feel how
4: do you feel about war
1: well who wouldn't want to be a pirate right friend it's a great great time
4: yeah, sure.
5: Can I insight check that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I got a fifteen.
1: He doesn't sound very excited to be a pirate. Ooh. What about you, man? What do you What do you want to do? I want to dance.
3: <laughs>
1: okay, Billy Elliot.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, this entire campaign is based off Billy Elliot.
3: Selena's gonna step up and be like, you know, I can show you how to dance. <laughs> Jesus.
5: <laughs>
1: no, he says. Uh, he says. um, my parents have this stuff figured out. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> you kind of do.
3: So Celine will actually step in this time and say, So Mons, I've uh, heard about you. It sounds like you've been uh, getting into some trouble. And obviously, from the looks of today, it hasn't really stopped yet. Uh, what have you been up to lately?
1: He looks out towards the South Ward. And he says, you know, just hanging out at the bars, going out with my friends. He's like, yeah, I've seen you in a bunch of them.
3: Oh, yeah, I, I, that's... I know. That's, that's where I've heard it. But, uh... It seems like you keep getting yourself into trouble. Any reason why? I mean... Don't get me wrong. A little trouble is fun, but not every night. Even I'm sensible when it comes to that. <laughs> Everything in moderation. Roll a deception check, Talia.
1: <laughs> That's a 12. He knows you are lying. <laughs> <laughs> he also, he's he, he sort of gets like a little belligerent. He's like, I don't know, maybe my dad is dead and you know that makes me mad and so yeah i I've, I've been in a few fights but i also helped you guys out at the docks right like you didn't you weren't upset that i was getting into trouble then
3: well i mean
1: well no we're not we're not upset
0: now
3: if memory serves i kind of helped you by i i believe i healed you didn't i he's like yeah but I, but i helped first i i don't i i think that
0: we're looking at this conversation from two different perspectives and um, we just want to help you because it seems like there's some tension here at the house. We're trying to return the favor that you did for us on the docks. Like, what can we do to help? We're trying our best to solve this mystery, but, you know, we keep keep getting led down weird back alleys that keep leading us nowhere.
4: Have you... Have you had any run-ins with, oh, the Plague Rats?
1: He says no. Of course not. You get the, the feeling that he probably wouldn't know who the Plague Rats are. How old is this kid again? Late teens, early 20s. But like a, a soft urban late teens, early 20s. So he looks a little younger. Mm. Sure.
5: Okay, months. I have a list of names. And I want to know if you know any of them. Yeah. Okay. Bomer, Knock, and Frederick.
1: He says that Bomer was his dad's friend, and that he had heard his parents talking about Frederick before, but he had he hasn't heard the other one. Uh, roll an insight check.
0: Max got a fifteen.
5: Dorian got a sixteen.
1: Uh, he does he does react when he hears the name. What sort of reaction is? Like his his nice. shoulders tighten up a little bit. We're getting close. Please tell us what you know about this drow.
0: Because it'll help us a lot. And I'm going to try to look uh, persuasive.
1: Uh, He says, I I don't know what what drow. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: That's a 12.
5: He clenched up. He didn't say anything. So he's denying.
1: He's definitely lying to you.
0: Uh, All right. So he's... Late teens, early 20s. Doesn't quite know what he's doing, but he was handy in the fight. Um, uh, I don't know that you have met our Countess yet, um, but she's very persuasive. Very persuasive. And we can see that you're lying about this drow. And we need to know everything you know. So spill.
1: So... Mons, sort of, he almost kind of like folds over on himself, like his shoulders slump down and his head drops and you can see some sort of, uh, like almost like a, like a, a dam has broken and his eyes kind of fill with tears and he says, you don't understand. She's going to kill me.
0: So how's that for a cliffhanger? Our reaction to that line in our recording session was very dramatic. <laughs> Hi there, I'm Jason, your producer. Also, I play Max the Goblin Detective in the show, and I would like to say thank you for listening. Um, it's always really awesome when you guys listen and you guys give us feedback. We've been getting a lot of it lately, and it's been really great. Again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I apologize for this episode being a little bit later than usual. Emerald City Comic Con is this weekend and it has been crazy getting everything ready for it. And so I appreciate your patience. As usual, I would love to thank Tabletop Audio for giving us the ability to have music and sound effects in our show. Tim creates some really awesome soundscapes for you to use in any tabletop gaming. You can check it out, TabletopAudio.com. Everything is free. And if you would like to chip in, he has a Patreon you should subscribe because subscribers get alternate tracks and different versions of all the different things. It's really cool, very much worth it. Check it out, tabletopaudio.com. As I said, this weekend is Emerald City Comic Con, and uh, also, as you uh, can see, this is not the last episode of this arc, the Deep Trouble arc. We're going to have at least one more episode. We will see where that takes us. So I hope that you tune in for episode number 16. Next week, we will have another short rest. I'm hoping to nail Fletch down and do a one-on-one with Max and Shifty, but we'll see. (laughs) Also, if you haven't, please do check out the D20 dames. Our countess, Kat Kruger, is the DM over there. It's a wonderful show, family-friendly, and put together by four amazing women. So check it out, d20dames.com. And that's going to do it for us this week. So thanks again for listening, and stay tuned next
2: time for more mystery.